Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. My personal hero is the tortoise from the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> Slow and steady wins the race. Yep. One foot in front of the other. Everybody else is going to burn out. You're not going to because you're slow and steady and you're moving forward nonstop. Hey, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rut Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry Dugan, and I have with me the other host, Brandon Cunningham. Brandon, say hi to the folks. Hi, folks. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this episode of Beyond the Rut, where we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions and what do you do when you've hit that first roadblock and you've fallen short. So, Brandon, uh, I really just yelled your name out there, Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) I like when people yell my name. Brandon! 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 There you go. That's their protesting outside my house, and I'm like, oh, "Oh, man. Okay, yeah. Oh. I guess I should put this picket away. (laughs) Oh, man. So I I was doing some quick research, and I'm a big fan of New Year's resolutions myself. Uh, In fact, after Christmas, I go into a mode where I really take time to look at the goals I've written down. I'm one of the few folks who has a written five-year plan, and it, it is due for an update because it was written out to the year 2017. Yeah, it's time you to have up. a two-year plan now. So now it's down to a two-year plan. So yeah, I need to <laughs> update it and push it out for another three to four years so that it, it's always long-reaching. A lot of folks, in fact, uh, I, I pulled this up from Psychology Today before we got onto our call, and it's roughly 45% to 50% of Americans make New Year's resolutions. I don't know how many of them actually write them down or not. <laughs> uh, however, about 45 to 50% of Americans say that they make New Year's resolutions. And then there's a separate study from Forbes magazine that shows that about only 8% of those Americans, or actually 8% of all Americans, actually achieve their New Year's resolutions. So there's a, a sense of you know cultural procrastination, false hopes. Uh, so what I wanted to chat with you about, and, and you wanted to chat about this too, is uh, what what do folks do when three, four weeks into January, first week of February, they, they started off out of the gates of the new year running, running hard. They're, they're meeting their goals right away. They're highly motivated. But then that first month goes by and all of a sudden they're, they're not doing what they wanted to do. I think that's a great way to, to look at it is uh, like you were saying, uh, before we started recording, we were talking about, you know, you're, you're going to hit these these barriers, things like that. But that's why it's called a rut and not just a hole. Yeah. You, know, it, you don't fall in a hole. You get right back into the rut. Mm-hmm. And and there's there's a famous picture that shows up every year about this time on Facebook or Twitter or whatever with the crowds all rushing into the gyms because all the gyms are packed in January. And then you can go in February and throw rocks and not hit anybody because everybody gave up. Yeah. And I think of the 40 to 50 percent of the people who make resolutions and then eight to 10 percent who keep them, it's because probably 25 percent of those actually write them down and then half of those fail at it. Yeah. So if you write them down, that's great. And, and and as some of you were probably listening, going, well, that's great. Jerry has a five year plan and he writes all this out. I can't do that. That's OK. Don't don't get down. Don't compare yourself to anybody. Just write something down. But the only problem with writing it down is if you write it down and leave it somewhere, you've got to keep it with you. It's got to be in front of you as a goal you're looking at. It's like running a race. You you have to know where the finish line is or you'll never get there. So you must follow that path every day, not one day. Hey, I joined the gym. 
oh, wait, I didn't lose a bunch of weight. Well, you got to go every day. Go yeah. to the actual gym, to the parking lot, get out of your car, walk through the front doors. And that's the difference between what Jerry does and what a lot of other people do is the plan's there. You got to look at the plan, too, not just in January, but February, March, April, May. Oh, definitely. It's, and it's also very counterintuitive. U.S. culture is I want it now. I got to get it now. I need to succeed now. Big hits, home runs, even in baseball, like, you know, it's it's not the base hit that's exciting. It's the home run that's exciting. And we, we forget the fact that, you know, a successful hitter in the majors is only hitting 30% of the time, but he's <laughs> consistently hitting one every three at bats. When you look at the home run statistic, a good power hitter is only hitting a home run one every 30 at bats. Right. And, and I think, doesn't the Babe Ruth still hold the record for most strikeouts or something? I think so, yeah. In history. And that's the key. To hit a home run, you've got to fail a lot. Yeah. So, but the consistent people, you take the Cal Ripkins, the mechanics of baseball is good base running. It's base hits. It's the small things that win baseball games. And I think that's what sets apart uh, someone who achieves their goals Versus somebody who just wants to achieve their goals. Because like you said, in America, we I blame the microwave personally because <laughs> used to, if you wanted <laughs> to eat thing. something, it took, you had to build a fire or you had to heat up the oven. It took 30 minutes to get a TV dinner that really didn't taste that good anyway. Now, if we have to wait more than two minutes for that microwave to heat our food up, ah, forget it. I'll just eat it cold. I'm not going to wait that long. But we <laughs> got to put consistent effort over a long period of time. Yeah. And I just saw this picture yesterday or the day before there was some actor and I can't think of which one it was, but he's preparing for a role and he used to be chubby and kind of mushy and now he's all buff and, and cut up with his muscles and stuff. The problem is most Americans will look at that and I say Americans, I'm sure people in Indonesia do the same thing. I don't know because I don't know anybody there, but I think people look at that and go, the last time I saw him, he looked like me. Now he looks perfect on the cover of Men's Health or whatever. It's like, but that didn't happen in one day. It's just in your head. You only remember one day. It oh, takes okay. a long time. Our habits don't develop overnight. Our habits are the accumulation of behavior over time. And so, yeah, if you have somebody who's obese and it's not related to a medical condition, like, you know, it's oftentimes the result of a lifetime of eating unhealthy processed foods and not exercising. And then when yeah. you look at the people who are healthy and fit, there are oftentimes habits that they built over time. And so, yeah, I mean, if you want to succeed in your resolutions, don't go for the home run, especially in January. You, you want to go for the, the first walk down the street, you know, one block and back, you know, if it's a fitness goal. Right. My personal hero is the tortoise from the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> Slow and steady wins the race. Yep. One foot in front of the other. Everybody else is going to burn out. You're not going to because you're slow and steady and you're moving forward nonstop. And nobody likes that story. Everybody wants the the quick fix. But but like you were saying, this isn't just about health. It's about finances. Think about, you know, saving 1% and in six months, 2%. Will it take 20, 30, 40 years to get where you want to go? Possibly, but that's okay because at least you're making progress. But if you jump in and say, I'm going to save $20,000 this year and you make, say, $30,000, it's never going to happen. So you're setting yourself up for failure. And one of the things we're constantly talking about, just me and you in general, but we have these conversations with other people too, is when you set yourself up for failure, you're going to quit. Now, be honest with yourself and look back and, and say, did I quit 50 times in the past? 
So am I a failure? No, it just means you didn't succeed 50 times. You're a failure when you stop trying. So you have to get back out there and say, I'm going to earn more money this year. I'm going to save more money this year. I'm going to achieve these goals, whatever they are. And the second part of that, and, and Jerry does this, I do this. This is huge. You have to have some accountability. If you write down a goal and then hide it in a drawer somewhere and nobody knows that's your goal, there's zero accountability. Mm-hmm. But I know a couple of years ago, whenever you said, I'm going to I'm going to publish a book and I'm going to get in shape. You put it out there for the world. Yeah. And we would call you and text you and say, hey, how's that going? I hadn't heard anything about it in a week or two. And there were times when you had to say, hey, you know, I went to the burger place and just pigged out or I, I slept in every day this week. I didn't work out at all. I didn't work on my book. That's OK. Just get back out of that rut and get back to work on it. Yeah. Don't stay where you are. Yes. And there's a difference between taking a day off, taking a week off and just outright using that as a crutch to not do it anymore. Uh, and so you talked about accountability. Uh, I also want to add to that personal accountability. Uh, when I when I lost over 50 pounds in 2014, was it 2014, 2013, whenever I lost all that weight, uh, I didn't just have outside accountability with with our group of men, the impossible men's group. Uh, I also had personal accountability and I kept a record of my progress. So I had my weight. I I didn't lie in my record. I was dead honest about it. Uh, Wait, I, you didn't lie about your weight? I did not lie about my weight. Uh, I, I, I didn't like what I saw when I first started, but I wrote it down. <laughs> that That's a good point to, to kind of pause you on is uh, we had the app and I can't think of the name of the app. Well, my, my fitness, fitness pal? spell. Yeah. And, and it was so funny. And, and this is for legal reasons. I'm going to say this is hypothetical, but really this is true. Uh, Jerry was on it and you can connect with other people. And he was connected to a couple of us. And we started basically not including things that we were eating. And then we realized, you know, wait, I'm just lying to myself. Yes. Uh, Jerry doesn't really care if I ate the French fries. I'm just lying to a little app on my phone. So don't do that. Tell the truth to yourself. And when you tell yourself the truth and you're recording it in that app specifically, uh, you start to realize where you're going wrong. Uh, One of our friends, the thing I noticed was when he did honestly put his food in there, there were things like 64 ounce Dr. Pepper. (laughs) I'm like, you know, I'm not saying you have to cut out Dr. Pepper 100% right now because you love your Dr. Pepper. Go to 32 ounces. <laughs> <laughs> just small just, victories. Yeah, just spend a week or two getting down to 32 ounces of Dr. Pepper at, at each meal. And then after you've done that, cut it down to two meals. Cut it down to one meal. And as you're doing that, replace it with something else like, I don't know, tea water. without any sugar added. And then get to water. You know, just <laughs> gradually transition into that. So that tur- tortoise and the hare approach. Uh, but yeah, recording your progress and holding yourself accountable through that record was huge for me. And, and it wasn't just in healthcare. It was, you know, when I published my first book, you know, use your smartphone to lose weight. Yes, it was a practice book just to learn how to publish on Kindle. But I had goals that led up to that book. Uh, it was simple things like write one blog post a week about anything. And that was just to get into the habit of writing and editing and reviewing my work and sharing it with other people to get feedback. And then uh, about three months out towards the end of the year, it was, all right, you're going to publish this book. And this is why it's going to help people. It's going to help you. It's going to really bring everything together. And you can always refer back to it. And, and just gradually every day, wrote a little bit more, wrote a little bit more, wrote a little bit more. And uh, But I recorded that progress. I even had check boxes. Like, did I write for 30 minutes this day? Yes. 
Did I not do it today? Eh, okay. Get back on the horse, get out of that rut, and do it again tomorrow. Now, how long did it take you to write that book? Because I know somebody's listening going, well, wait, I don't have a lot of free time. Jerry probably like went to a cabin in the woods for a month and wrote this book out, but that's not at all what happened. No, it was it was very short. I think I wrote it in about two weeks uh, when I actually sat down and did it uh, and put it all together about two weeks. And that includes passing it out to some friends to take a look at, having a few folks look, you know, really edit the heck out of it. Uh, it, it turned out because I was gradually taking notes throughout the year. I already had the information in my blog. To so that's the key part. It took you over a year mm-hmm. to build the foundation to sit down for two weeks. Correct. Not. Yeah. You know, if if you're listening to this going, well, yeah, he wrote it in two weeks. He wrote what he had produced over a year or two. Correct. In two weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, going back to that tortoise and the hare approach, yeah. I didn't hit the home run, wrote a book in two weeks, published it and made millions of dollars. In <laughs> fact, I don't even think I broke a hundred dollars yet. <laughs> well, actually, if I go through my notes, I, I think I made 60 bucks the first year because I sold it for a whopping 99 cents. And it, it's a very cheap book. I think I moved it up to a dollar 99 now because it, it is now a classic. It's been two years as an ebook. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> so it's a dollar 99. Uh, but yeah, I, I launched it at 99 cents. A uh, huge, huge price there. And, uh, it, it, it sold a few hundred copies and then I gave it away and, and a thousand copies got taken up. And, and so, you know, it's not a New York Times bestseller or one of Amazon's top selling books, but, um, it's out there and it's helped at least 1500 people, I think. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of, of, of what we're talking about today of goals. Your goal was not to make the New York Times bestseller list or even to make a million dollars. It was, can I myself achieve this goal of writing a book and having it published and having it sold? Because you had said at one time, if it sells one copy, then I've checked off my goal. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we we look at things and go, well, if I'm not a billionaire, I'm not financially successful. The goal is not to become something. The goal is to go through the process, to enjoy the process of doing it, because then you get to say, I did that. I built that. And like you've said in the past, you know, now I can list myself as a published author because you've actually published something. And I know one of the guys that you listen to, and I do too, a lot is, uh, um, Goins, Jeff Goins, Jeff Goins, Jeff Goins. And, and, and I'm not sure if he said this or he took it from somebody, but to be a writer, you just have to call yourself a writer. You have to write. Yeah. And so if that's your goal, you want to be a, a entrepreneur, you want to be a writer, you want to be a, a singer or an athlete, start doing that and quit waiting around for somebody else to tell you that's what you are. Nobody showed up from Amazon at Jerry's house with a, you know, a big sword and, and knighted him as a writer. You, you have to go build that yourself. Mm-hmm. And as we're talking about American culture, and I'm sure this is true of almost every other culture, too, is you know, we think somebody at, at some point deems us worthy of whatever goal we've set. But there were a lot of people, I'm, I'm sure, that said, well, Jerry can't write a book. He'll never get it published. And, you know, this book is stupid. I don't want to read it. And nobody's going to buy it and all that. You can't gauge your worth by what other people say. I love what, uh, you know, that concept of. I'm going to achieve this for me, not to make a bunch of money, not to impress people, but because I want to do it for me. And that's really why you should lose weight, start that business, financially get in shape, whatever you got to do, do it for you, not the world. 
Yeah. I, I love what you said in uh, episode 14 on guilt-free parenting that uh, you're making yourself the authority. You're not waiting for some outside source to say you are the authority. Like you go out and you put in your 10,000 hours of whatever it is and you make yourself the expert. I think it was uh, Seth Godin that said, or maybe it's uh, the other guy with the, the hair, uh, Malcolm. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Malcolm X? No, gosh. Malcolm uh, Gladwell? Sometimes yes, we go through guy. this that's process. That's the guy, Malcolm uh, Gladwell. Uh, <laughs> I think he's the one that said you, you put in 10,000 hours and you become an expert in something. And, you know, who is it that puts in those 10,000 hours and decides to put in those 10,000 hours? It's you. And, and so if you want to be an expert in something, if you want to succeed at your, your resolutions for 2016, 2017, you got to put in your 10,000 hours. Um, and everything we just talked about, uh, it seems to come down to mindset. And that's a, a really cool transition because when I was doing some research before the episode, uh, also in that same Psychology Today article, so I'm going to post this in the show notes. But just for the record, do you subscribe to Psychology Today? I do not. I just Googled. (laughs) I I love Google. Google, thank you very much. Um, I've got friends who've worked for you, and I use you every day. (laughs) But if Psychology Today wants to sponsor the show, they're more than welcome to give us a call. Yes, we will gladly plug one of your articles in every episode uh, for the right price. Uh, (laughs) Man, we just went commercial. So uh, Peter, Peter Herman. Uh, and his colleagues, uh, he's a psychology professor, talked about something called the false hope syndrome. And so basically what that means is uh, somebody's resolution is so unrealistic and so out of whack from a, a person's internal view of him or herself that uh, what winds up happening is the goal's not realistic. It has no meaning to them. It basically doesn't work. And in fact, it even has a damaging effect on the individual's self-worth. So what would you say to that? How important is it to make sure that your goals are aligned with your views of yourself? And where where does somebody go if the view of themselves is not in line with where they want to go? I think that's when you really have to surround yourself with other people that are honest with you. You have to have some people that'll just be real honest with you. This is something that happens to a lot of leaders, too. People want to follow you based on your past or your achievements or your position. And so sometimes you get people on your team that say they agree with the goals that you've set, but they really don't fit what they believe. Mm-hmm. And so they end up dragging the rest of the team down. And it's really important that you talk to the people around you. And we've, we've been on leadership groups before with each other. And at times you have to just face the group and say, okay, who doesn't want to be here anymore? Not because you're a bad person or you're quitting or you hate me, but because this isn't in line with what you ultimately want to achieve anymore. And I think that's a good, healthy place to be. But then you also have to be honest with yourself when you're in that that mirror mode. Like I like to call it as when you're, it's just you and you, you're staring at yourself and say, am I 
telling somebody else that I don't want to be a part of this or am I just quitting? Because, you know, one of the famous lines, I can't remember where it's from some movie or something where somebody says, you know, I'm not quitting. I'm just not doing that anymore. Like, <laughs> no, that that's quitting. Sometimes, you know, I, we had talked a little bit about running for office and stuff like that. And it's like, well, it's not that I don't want to run for office. It's that, you know, I'm just I'm changing that goal is healthy. But whenever you're running for office and you say, well, I'm giving up because it's too hard, that's actually just quitting. That's not not achieving the goal. It's just quitting. Mm-hmm. And you've got to get in that mindset where you say, I'm going to stick with this just to go through the process. And I think that's where most people get lost is you focus on the goal, not the process. Yeah. The important part is the process. I'd even say deeper than that. So the, the process is very important because you're not going to reach that goal unless you have a process that allows you to build that habit. I'm thinking if your mindset about yourself isn't set up to be positive in the first place, so you want to build a certain amount of wealth, but you're constantly self-talking yourself into saying, gosh, I'm so stupid. I'm so broke. I'm so poor. You're speaking that into existence as opposed to, I am going to set aside 10% of my income. In fact, I'm going to accelerate this and set aside 20% of my income. So there are some things to quit and the things that you're going to quit are going to be the things that are not helping you succeed. So uh, if it's, I want to uh, write a book, how much time are you spending watching TV? <laughs> uh, in my case, how much time am I spending binge watching Arrow or <laughs> <laughs> The Walking Dead or you know, Dark Matter or any other stupid show. When I'm done binge watching, I realize, wow, I just invested 20 hours into that show and mm-hmm. zero hours into writing to, to reach my goal. And, and so having that mindset that says, I am going here, I will feel good when I get here. Speak those things into existence so that you believe it. And when you're setting those goals, you know, instead of hitting the home run in the first month, have your home run moment, but set it out five years, set it out 10 years. I will get there. I will be a a paid speaker traveling the world. I'm not going to achieve that next week. I'm going to achieve that probably about three to four more years from now. Or, or even five years from now. Um, but I believe in it. And so the goal is it's I have, not yeah. just something we talk about on here. Jerry and I actually met, uh, what, two, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we started talking in terms of, okay, here's what we want to do in 2016. Yeah. But here's what we want to do 2017 and 18. And we need to make these couple of steps in order for 2017 to even be possible. Yes. So you've got to put a couple of layers in there. So next January, you're in a place where your 17 goals are even closer than they are right now. And our mindset behind that is we will achieve this. We can do this. We can become experts in this area and that area. And we can deliver this kind of value to you, the listeners. This is what we need. And so we've got that mindset. We can do it. We we are going to do that. With that, we created realistic goals that we can actually achieve in 2016. Uh, our home run moment is coming Yet in 2016 is going to be our singles, our doubles, and stolen bases. Yep. And we're going to be and like you the Kansas City Royals. Some achievements in there. Yeah. Now, like we talked about, uh, there's a Spartan race coming up in March that uh, Jerry and I are going to enter as spectators. 
Okay. Let's leave that little pause in there. We're going to enter it as spectators. It's really cool. For, I think it's like 10, 20 bucks. You can go and watch this mm-hmm. race basically because we want to see what that takes. Now we're, we're, we're not the smartest guys in the world, but we're smart enough to know not to go show up at a Spartan race, uh, fresh out of the car, having no training going, yeah, we're going to race this and win it maybe. Now we're going to go watch it, see what's going on. That's also some of the things you're going to see from us in 2016. We're going to bring you people that you can listen to, people that you can see their journey and say, okay, this is where they either messed up, failed, succeeded. This is how I can learn how to do that because Jerry and I both are huge and learn from experts. Instead of, like Jerry said, the self-talk of, you know, I'm a quitter, I'm, I'm, I'm a failure, I'm never going to do this. We're going to try to surround ourselves and you as listeners with people that have succeeded past that and quit listening to, well, my parents failed, my grandparents failed, so therefore I'm going to fail. That's not true. There is no law that says you have to follow the pattern of your family. Some of us have awesome families. Some of us have families we don't want to show in public. But and mine <laughs> is both that sometimes. <laughs> so we're going to try to put people in front of you and in front of us that have succeeded at things. Yeah, and that's taking us out of our own comfort zone. We were looking for some specific type of criteria, guys who've left uh, corporate jobs or even excelled in a corporate job once they decided to get out of whatever rut they were in. So we're basically looking for folks who found themselves in a rut of some kind and they weren't happy with where their life would be going five, ten years from now. And so they did something about it and took charge of their lives and went in a direction that they're happy with. So yeah. now there is a rumor we could get Donald Trump next month. He, I'm waiting for his people to call me back. You thinking his uh, schedule might free up in the next month, next few weeks? Uh, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would bring in some some good controversy and... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It might bring some early premature boycotts of our show before people even listen. Yeah, going to ban all Snicker bars. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Donald, I, I can't even say I love you, but uh, you're definitely colorful. Uh, <laughs> You've definitely made people pay attention this year. Yes. Gosh. I, I think I've done more fact checking on him in the last few months than I have on any other presidential race. So just him alone. It's like, I'm pretty, and now I'm just getting lazy. I'm like, you know, I'm pretty sure I don't have to look that one up. I think, I think that was just not correct. <laughs> you know, uh, most ducks kill people. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to just go with that one because yeah. I don't think the National Geographic Society would have, per- but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like trying Wolf. You know, he's going to say something right or true and, and we're not even going to believe him because, you know, yeah. that, that's probably a whole different episode on credibility. <laughs> you know, that, Thanks Join for helping us next week because yeah. we talked about politics and credibility. Yeah, <laughs> that should last about thirty seconds. Oh man, don't uh-huh. believe everything you hear. I think we could stretch that sucker out. We'll make a thirty-minute <laughs> episode out of that one. Oh, yeah. uh, all right. So just to summarize, we, we talked about you know people about forty-five to fifty percent of Americans make resolutions. Forbes magazine shared that only about eight percent of Americans actually achieve their resolutions. There's kind of this false hope syndrome that we battle where we create these unrealistic home run type of goals that are totally misaligned with our view of ourselves. And what comes out of that is our failed resolutions and damage to our own view of our self-worth. So if you want to have success, the first thing you've got to do is change your thinking of yourself. See yourself succeeding, maybe not that home run hit in one month, but see that success coming in five years, 10 years. What would that really look like? Break it down. So then after you've changed your thinking, you, you've said, you know, I can do this. It'll take a while. I, it will happen. I will feel happy. I will feel healthy. I will feel wealthier, whatever it is. Uh, change your thinking about yourself and see yourself succeeding in the long run. So the second thing, be realistic as you create your goals. So you got your five-year plan, create some realistic one-year milestones and then break that down. 
quarterly milestones. In three months, I'm going to achieve this. In, in six months, I'm going to achieve this. Nine months, 12 months, and so on. And then create that process, whatever that process is, so that every day you're going to be the tortoise from the tortoise and the hare, and you're just going to take one small step today, one small step tomorrow, and it's the same stinking step day after day after day after day after day that's so easy to do it becomes habit and in the long run what you wind up with is you win the world series like the kansas city royals of 2015 because that's they they played small ball and that's what small they did ball. yeah I and mean, they didn't go for home runs all the time they hit singles doubles stole bases bunted and and they won the world series and the rest of the majors didn't know how to combat that because that was good, solid, fundamental baseball. Yep. You're going to be like the Kansas City Royals as you pursue your goals in 2016, 2017, whatever year it is you're listening to this. Be the tortoise from the tortoise and the hare and just play small ball one hit at a time, one stolen base at a time, one step at a time every day. And then number four, accountability. Have accountability with a few trusted advisors, but also have personal accountability with yourself. Keep an accurate record of your progress, an honest record, because you don't know how well you're doing honestly unless you're honestly keeping track about it. And um, Brandon, what do you want to say to close us out? I was reminded of what Cal Ripken said whenever he set the record for most games played in a row, and they asked him if he ever thought he would be there. And he said his only goal was to make the majors. It wasn't to play more games than anybody else consistently or anything like that. So don't focus on the World Series. And that's what the Kansas City Royals did. They, they didn't focus on the World Series. They focused on the inning, the yeah. out, that one at bat, that one throw, because that's where the game's won. It's not one at the end. It's one at the beginning. Are you willing to put in the work? I love the fact that you're even listening to this podcast. That's progress in itself. Keep going. And, you know, we don't want to turn into a full, uh, whatever the Tony Robbins guy is that, you know, you can do it, Bob the Builder style or anything, but believe in yourself and keep listening to podcasts like this, reading things, be positive. Anybody can be negative. You can just go on Facebook on any given day and find 10 people that'll be negative. Surround yourself with some positive people. I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Beyond the Rut Podcast. If you like what you heard, share us with your family and friends, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also while you're there on iTunes, give us a review, rate our show, go ahead and share it again with your family, family and friends. Family? <laughs> family. That's my fake accent, Brandon. <laughs> You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.